Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the 5-0 Show. I'm Jamie Rothschild, the host of the show, or I guess the co-host of the show, because Let's returning go, is Brian Nessa, commander of the Desert Horizon Precinct. I think this is like your 10th time co-hosting, and I'm getting the feeling it's you're going to just take over the job soon. Thank you for being back. Hey, thanks for having me. You and I talked a lot of times about what are some of the things that we, we should do, and you leadership podcast is what we talked about, a leadership series that can apply to anybody out there who is listening. Is that something you'd still be willing to do? 1,000%. Okay, good, because yesterday I talked to a mutual friend of ours who is a huge fan of leadership, and he wants to join us, too, for that. So please stay tuned for that coming soon. Thank you to Bonneville for this time. And if you want to learn anything or more about the Silent Witness program, please check out silentwitness.org, or you can call 480-WITNESS. So you're going to hear a lot of noise in the background today, because Commander Issa and I are are joined by our friend Billy Hardy. Billy's a detective with the Phoenix Police Department. Billy, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And that's the last we're going to hear from you because mm-hmm. you brought the most popular employee, Doc, your partner in crime, and we're going to talk about Doc in a moment. But for folks who don't know you, Billy, you are um, a detective with the Employee Assistance Unit, but you had a lot of assignments prior to that. Can you walk us through a little bit about your career, why you decided to become a police officer, where you worked, and what brought you to where you are today before we talk about Doc? Yeah, um, a little bit. I was in the Navy, and I was a search and rescue swimmer, and I got a little bit of exposure to uh, the Coast Guard, using our ship to board other ships. And so um, kind of fell in love with the idea of it at that point, tested for Harbor Police, but um, Gulf Four started, so we got deployed. So came back home after that and then started my search for local police departments. Yeah, and here you are. <laughs> 28 <laughs> so, years down the road. Right? So Billy and I, and Billy, we got to, I feel like we got to be really close over this past year with everything that happened with uh, Tyler and um, Tyler Moldovan and, and his situation and just getting together and maneuvering through that. Um, here's my question to you. So you've been on the department for a long time now. Why choose the uh, EAU, the Employee Assistance Unit? Yeah, you know, um, with the experience that I obtained over the years, I've noticed, you know, there's a lot of hidden potential and a lot of people that have seniority on the department that you could pass on to others. You can help people in struggles that they uh, that occurred during the career. Awesome. Yeah. Billy, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit. You and I, uh, we have a mutual friend who's not involved in law enforcement. So at their family events for years, I, I saw you. I don't know if you and I really ever talked much more than, hey, what do you do for the department? I always just kind of assumed you were kind of living in that, you know, like a, a, a type A detective going out investigating crimes. And, and you were. So when I saw you over at the employee assistance unit, I did a double take. I had never known that you had that side of, of you. And, and I say that kind of tongue in cheek. Because I knew you cared about the community. To see how you serve our employees and their families is something, a side of you, I, I never knew. But now that I watch you do it, you just it seems like it's the most natural fit ever. When you tell people what you do, what's the reaction you get? Uh, a lot of times, you know, especially if I'm, it depends on the crowd I'm talking to. But if I'm talking to somebody that's retired, uh, they'll usually be, well, how could you do that? I don't understand that. But then they'll think about it and they'll say, you know, I wish those kind of resources were available 
when I was working. Well, and I think you have a, a different view, a different appreciation. You've done investigations. You understand caseloads. You recognize that police work is not what you see on TV. So when folks encounter something that that they are challenged with or or maybe things are going great and they want to partner with the unit, you have a perspective as having done this for, and by the way, for how many years? 28. 28? Mm-hmm. Thank you for your service. You have a perspective that others may not see. Do you find that you're able to... Uh, to take those perspectives that you have and use them to help others through challenging times? Yeah, kind of like you mentioned, um, I got recruited to EAU, and I didn't think I could do it. But um, when I am put into use and get in front of people, it does come natural. And those ex- I draw on all those experiences over the years. Well, I'm sorry, you didn't think you could do it? How come? Well, you know, my temperament. I, you know, there's, the, you know, I pretty, I don't, don't put up with any kind of nonsense. And so, I, you know, I'm very straight to the point, and I just didn't know how that would go. And, and I'm going to polish this up for you a little bit. You're, by your temperament, what you mean is, and I've seen it, you're very direct. Exactly. You, you Sometimes we go out of our way to, to kind of stop the message, and I think you do so in love where you'll say to somebody, hey, uh, this is what's going on. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but here's how I'm going to help you through it. Correct. I, I'm going to say that EAU... They scored a rock star when they drafted you because you are amazing at what you do. I mean, I can't, I personally can't thank you enough for everything that you've done for me over the past uh, year. And I mean, it, it feels like 10 years, but uh, the past year, you've just been incredible. So thank you. I appreciate that. Something you don't really hear too often in EAU because we operate in silence and help our people without asking for accolades or wanting them. But I do appreciate that. Well, you've done an amazing job uh, with myself and with, with my precinct. So thank you. And now, Tell us about your furry uh, partner here, Doc. Yeah, so about two years ago, we were approached by uh, uh, Fetch Foundation, and uh, they had two dogs in mind that um, they thought would be a good addition to the department's employee assistance unit. So after some agreements, um, we adopted Doc Mm -hmm. and uh, another uh, lab. Doc is a black lab with a, a German Shepherd mix. And the temperament is almost like a uh, basset hound. Mm. So he's very mild, easygoing kind of person. And I th- and I think it's a lot like my personality. So we, we uh, gel pretty well. You guys well. found each other. <laughs> yeah. And so we got him up to service dog level. And what I do with him is um, it's kind of a twofold. One thing is, is that in EAU, you try to develop relationships with people um, in the department. And it's kind of hard to do if you're just meeting somebody for the first time. And, you know, you got to break that ice. And Doc provides a very good way of breaking that ice where pe- people will play with them. They'll start a dialogue. And then if they ever need any help or uh, need some assistance from EAU, it's easy for them to come and ask me for that. that that's awesome. So a little bit about about Doc and you. What kind of training did you have? What what kind of training did Doc have to go through to be service dog ready or you know ready to go out uh, with you to the police department? You know, it's interesting when I went through the training. Uh, Fetch Foundation provided all of it to us, and um, it's really they'll say it over and over. It's really not training the dog; it's training me. <laughs> and once I know what the dog uh, responds to, mm-hmm. um, it's easy to get in almost any dog to do whatever you want if you know what they are responsive to. Wow. And so we would go to public places all the time. Where I, it got to a point where. I could go to Arrowhead Mall, put Doc in the middle of the aisle, and walk away, have him sit, have him, and I'll walk away out of sight, 
for five minutes and he will stay there and wait for me, even though people are coming up to him and petting him and that kind of thing. He'll just kind of look around then to see when I'm coming back around the corner. And when That's incredible. Got to that point. I, yeah, I didn't think I could make a dog do that. But yeah, speaking of man's best friend, right? <laughs> so, you know, Commander, you said something earlier. Uh, you were giving Billy a compliment. Billy's kind of a humble guy. Uh, when you said an e- employee assistance unit, you said, eh, we really don't hear that feedback. You, I think that's because you, you live under the radar. You want to be a resource and an asset, and you never do it for the accolades. And so because of everything you do is very anonymous, to your point, you usually don't get that feedback. But with Doc, what we just saw when we were standing in the lobby Everybody's coming up to you. Everybody's asking if they can pet the dog. Uh, before we started the show, one of the producers was on the floor rolling around with. He had never met Doc. He's rolling around with the dog. That puts you almost above radar. Does it ever get embarrassing, or are you just used to it now? No, it's always uh, "Hey Doc," and it's never "Hey Billy," and that's fine <laughs> with me. <laughs> so, Commander asked uh, about the training. You, you, how long? You talked about how long the training was and, and what it entailed. But how long did it take before you really thought, "Hey, I see the value of this dog." Um, my partner, the dog goes home with me, rides to work with me, and and what are those? What is it like when you have Doc at work? Are you always looking around for him? You mentioned he wasn't necessarily looking for you. What's it like to have your best? friend at work with you you know it's pretty cool because um i don't go everywhere i go he just naturally follows me and he's always looking for the next person he can play with and you know have to spend some time with and it's it's a great example or not an example it's a, it's a great experience to watch what the meltdown of a individual you know they're in a high stress let's talk about uh, somebody that works in internet crimes against children high stress job to watch them come and just take 30 minutes out of their day and um, unload from what they're having to deal with is, is a great to watch. Let we, let's dig into that for a second. I, if I work somewhere, I've got high stress or I see something that's just really hard to watch. A lot of people might think, okay, so you're petting a dog, but it, it's it's deeper than that. Can you talk about that process and what it does? Yeah, you know, honestly, I can't explain it. Um, it just naturally happens and uh, they just, it's they forget about everything else for a little bit. Yeah. Well, even as we sit here in this, uh, it's not such a big room, but here Doc is laying at your feet. And here's my here's my question to you. Uh, obviously, Doc is awesome, your partner. What do you think, if Doc could talk, what would he say about you? <laughs> I know what he'd say. He'd say working with Billy is rough. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. That's a dad joke. <laughs> I think he'd want me to, uh, he'd probably say, can you convince him to give me some more treats? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Billy, to somebody out there is is thinking, hey, I work in a place, high stress. I just got a note from the producer that that was a terrible joke, that by was the way. A bad, I'll, bad I'll joke. see if I can edit that later. Uh, somebody's out there working in a high stress environment, and they might want to learn about the benefits to a therapy dog or a wellness dog. Where would you encourage them to go to begin to learn about the process? Well, there's a, you can go on the internet, and there's a ton of information about service dogs and the services that they provide um, coming from a handicap situation, PTSD situation or just a general therapy dog i was in a crisis training this morning i was sharing with you before we started and one of the speakers was talking about the road that they've had to walk uh and they said that at one point they had thought about harming themselves but they and then they got very emotional and said but i wonder i worried who would take care of my dog after and so that for them was their why and and i think people underestimate the power the therapeutic power of animals 
Billy, we we can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. We can't thank you enough for the service that you provide all of our employees in the department, you and your partner, Doc. And uh, thanks, thanks for spending this time with us. Thank you. I appreciate having me. So, Commander, now that we've got that extra moment, I was going to ask Billy that, that ambush question, and I want to turn it back on you. So I'm going to ask you both. It's always an ambush question. It always, always. This question is always an ambush question. So I'm looking at you both, and I'm going to ask Billy – in a couple of years, you're going to probably retire from the department and try something different, and that might be retirement. Uh, what do you want your legacy to be while you're here or while you're after you leave? Oh, wow. That says an ambush right there. Uh, you know, just remembered it that I did my job. I did it well. And uh, that's about the best I can ask for. Cared about people as well, which I think a lot of people who look at you, uh, seeing you in this role, to Commander's point, it makes perfect sense. You're definitely a servant leader, Billy, and that that reflects in your day to day interaction. I've seen it, and uh, can't can't thank you enough. Thank you. So, Commander, you you have a family you love. You have uh, sports and stuff outside of this place. We've talked about leadership numerous times with you, but I don't know if we've ever truly asked you what you want to be best remembered for or, or known for. <laughs> that here here goes the ambush question again. <laughs> you know, I just at the end of the day, um, you know what you what you invest in is that's where your treasure's at, and uh, I whether it's my family and my kids, whether it's the uh, officers that I have the privilege to lead with, uh, you know, lead in, in my precinct. Uh, the key is it's it's all about people. And it's all about the relationships that you leave behind. And so if I leave anything behind in this world, hopefully it's that people remember the relationships that that we had. I believe that anyone can lead during easy times. I think it's hard to lead during challenging times. And Commander, you've had some opportunities to lead during challenging times. So thank you for your servant leadership in the last however long it's been, that uh, year and a half or so. Um, you've, you've changed lives. You've protected people. And I thank you for your leadership as well. Oh, thanks, Jamie. Billy Hardy, Detective Billy Hardy, and Doc, thank you for being here. Commander Essa, thank you as always for being here. Thank you to the community for, for listening to us each and every week as we talk about matters of the community because community matters. Thank you to Bonneville for this time, to Ed, our producer. Until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.